What is up, QP Nation? I'm your host, Elliot Mullenbrook, and I am so excited to present to you QP Kickoff. On this episode, I'm bringing in football player and basketball player, Eric TJ Turner. Would you like to introduce yourself? Um, hello, guys. Um, uh, Eric here, um, and I'm pretty delighted to be on this podcast. I've never been on here before, but I'm um, glad to see what it holds. Yeah. Um, so you play football and basketball. Would you like to explain, like, how you balance those two sports out and why you like what you like about each of them? Um, it's pretty tough, actually. Um, the conditioning aspect, you got to stay in shape for both of them because um, basketball is pretty consecutive. You don't get like very much breaks besides the timeout. Football, you got um, breaks in between. So I try and balance the two. And then like this, the, phys- the physical aspect, like I try and bring the physical, like the physicality to basketball like which I bring from football Mm -hmm. but uh during football like they try and keep me protected since I'm the quarterback and all that yeah I could definitely see that physicality just looking at your physique Mm -hmm. a very very big dude um so bringing physicality to basketball would you say that so like what was the sport you picked up first then um I think it was football yeah Um, I started both at the age of five uh my parents threw me into foot like tackle football at the age of five (laughs) during kindergarten and then um, I started playing peewee basketball with a um, close friend. Actually, he's in the building uh, today, Coach DJ, nice. at his facility back then. So, yeah. Um, so, I can, so if you play football first, I can see where that physicality would come from in basketball. Um, what posi- so, you play quarterback on football. What do you play for basketball? Uh, basketball, I play power forward and center. Basically, like, I'm trying to um, develop my handle so I can become a guard. Yeah. That's, yeah, especially, like, uh, going on to a better – I guess collegiate career possibility um, and professional like six three or how tall are you? I'm six four currently. Yeah, so six four is like in collegiate level. That's like a guard uh, height, I would say. So yeah. definitely developing those skills is probably necessary. Which one? Which sport do you like more? Um, I'm getting looks for football a lot. Like I'm getting um, colleges talking to me a lot. So I'd probably say football right now. Yeah, just because of the offers or like, do you actually like? I mean, more? I actually love football because like um. That's like been a love for me at the age of five. So yeah, yeah. um, that's crazy. So like you say, you play quarterback. Would you want to like experiment with other positions? Maybe play defense or um, stick with I've offense? actually been all around the field. I've actually played outside linebacker. I've played D end, um, tight end. Um, wow, running back. Uh. I think I played corner in middle school a little bit. Yeah. But now I'm the quarterback and receiver, and I play receiver a little bit for Hickman. Mm-hmm. So do you like playing quarterback the most? or? Um, I just actually got thrown into the fire. So if you guys remember Jevin Brown, I was his backup my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And then um, my junior year, last current year, I got thrown, in, thrown into the uh, starting quarterback role. So that was pretty fun. But before that, I was the starting receiver. Wow. So, yeah, thrown into the fire, definitely. Um, in basketball, did you, like, I, I guess, like, you're just picked by your position, by your height and size. Um, um, for basketball, actually, um, they just seen how physical I was and just placed me down low. Like, yeah, I try and, like, develop my guard skills every year, but, like, they see how physical I am and they're going to keep me down low. So I like I like being down there. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like facilitating for your teammates on basketball since you're trying to develop those guard skills? Yeah, I like I like um, being the court general sometimes. Like I like putting people in places where I think like we can score at, and mm-hmm. I like getting the rebound so we can get another try, uh, get a bucket mm-hmm. here and there. 
How what is your favorite thing about each sport that you play? Um, I'd say for both of them, the camaraderie, like for building like a brothership between all like the teammates of mine. Like it just starts with a bond and like all the chemistry you build during the off season. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Those football and basketball are two sports where team aspect is very highly looked upon, especially um, when you get to the professional level or even just high school. Just like having a good team chemistry is everything. Yeah, like there's no iron team. Like you, you play as one. Uh, yeah, one team. There's a reason for that for that um, phrase. I would yeah. say. Uh, so. Like also, because with these sports, conditioning is very tough, especially switching and transitioning between the two. Yeah. So like, how do you go about like uh, basketball is in the fall, and I guess football is in the fall slash winter. So like, do you play them at the same time? I guess yeah, you um, would. Like my schedule is very busy. Um, I go from football like summer workouts and for football and all that. Then I then after football, I dive right into basketball and mm-hmm. like basketball workouts and all that. And then after basketball season gets done, this current year I've been playing seven on seven for this Epic Seven team. And then after this is done, like my Epic Seven is done, I'm going like straight in, straight back into football, and I'm looking into playing for an AAU team for basketball. Oh wow! So that would be the summer for AAU. Yeah. So like I'm a year round guy. That's crazy. I can't imagine like for me running is like yeah you can make it year round, but it's more focused in the fall and spring. And less focus in the summer and winter. So year round, that's a commitment right there. Yeah, and like body health is a top top thing to like stay on top of because like if you want to do all these activities and like you want to go to the college level, you gotta keep your health just right so you can keep your offers. Yeah, for sure, especially like recovery and just like eating right and all yep. those things. Um, what's your favorite memory about? I'm gonna say football just because it seems like um, you're more involved in that so far. So like, what's your favorite memory from football? Um, football, I would say, um, my junior year, whenever, um, me, my cousins, LJ and Devin, uh, played together for the last couple of years of Devin's, uh, high school career. Cause we started playing on Devin's dad's team whenever we were like little. Mm-hmm. And then just to finish out his career together was just amazing. And just being able to like keep our bond and like, um, I'd say friendship slash like being family mm-hmm. all throughout that time. I think it's amazing. Yeah, going back to that that brotherhood and camaraderie about basketball and football. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like that's really amazing. Um, we're gonna take a break here and then we're gonna come back and talk about Devin's interests outside of his sport. Um, so on this part, we're gonna, or portion, we're gonna talk about Devin's interest outside of sports and just like uh, sports he watches in general. So outside of uh, basketball and football, wh- like what are some things you like to do? Um, I like to collect football cards. Um, and I used to do rock collecting until like I just sat back and looked at myself like, what am I doing? <laughs> but um, yeah, I like um, collecting football cards. I mean, I've done that with my cousin since uh, I was little. Yeah. Uh, we uh, used to just pull out our football card binders and like try try and trade cards, like try and trade up and see like if we can get better cards. And we would used to go to the Dollar Tree and Walmart to see if we can get some uh, exclusive packs. Yeah, sounds sounds like a lot of fun. Um, how much money do you think you spend on football cards? <laughs> <laughs> well over two fifty. Dang. I'd beg my mom to go to Walmart sometimes, and I'll get like the big box packs. Yeah, they're like had like. 
probably over a hundred cards in it. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite a favorite card you like that? Um, I don't know. You keep in a certain box or something? Um, I have this uh, Russell Wilson card. It actually has like one of the game coins that they flipped. Um, oh wow! And it's like pre- it's a pretty thick card like to keep the coin in. But yeah, that's probably one of my prized possessions. Yeah. Do you still collect cards or are you like? I gave that up like a couple of years ago, but like I have over. 350 cards. Wow. The, I have a three-inch binder that's pretty packed. Yeah. I still haven't even put cards in the, the little folders that I have. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Um, Are there any, like, other things that you're interested in? Uh, you said, like, rock collecting, but it sounds like uh, it's not very – um. Well, what, what, like, do you still rock collect or no? Nah? No, I, I gave, I gave that up. Um, Like, I used to live at this dead end. Like, we used to have, like, rocks all by uh, my house. And I'll just collect those and keep them in my room until mm-hmm. my mom yelled at me. It's <laughs> like too many rocks on yeah, your bed stop, stand. Yeah, stop yell, uh, <laughs> Stop bringing the stuff into my house. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, you said that you're that you're very passionate about the the Black Lives Matter movement. Yep. Could you explain more about that? Um, I'd say I'm pretty passionate about that since I am an African American male. Like mm. in this country, I'd say I'm pretty passionate about it because uh, this past upcoming or past trial of uh Derek Chauvin and then mm-hmm. him getting convicted I'm pretty sure that is a milestone for the Black Lives Matter movement and finally getting justice for um Floyd and I just feel that just impacted everybody in America that is like fighting for that movement and we're just trying to get justice for the Breonna uh, Taylor case and every other African American who was wrongly killed murdered uh whatever you would call it so yeah yeah, it's definitely something that I feel like as a community we need to partake in because it's very important. Um, just like seeing the the families of these of these African Americans be impacted by what others' decisions are. So I'm very uh, glad that you're comfortable sharing that and very passionate about it. Is there any way that you've like helped or influenced it? Uh, I try to post stuff on Instagram. Like whenever I see anything about the movement, mm-hmm. I try and like repost it on Instagram. I don't have Facebook, but like my Instagram is like my main thing where I repost. So yeah, Facebook's for old people. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Bless someone agrees. Bless someone agrees. Yeah, so that's really good that you're very um, passionate about that. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, I don't know if you watched the playoffs of last year, the NBA, but their bubble was very about partaking. And I thought that was very um, interesting. Just like. Just very good uh, how, like, they made something that was a negative situation and turned it into something that was positive. Yeah, I'm glad, um, one, like, a popular organization took it to that, like, level mm-hmm. about awareness and, like, getting it out there because, like, if, if it doesn't start anywhere, it, it's not going to start anywhere else. So, yeah, I'm glad they did that. Yeah, that was, like, especially, you're right, NBA is a huge organization, and mm-hmm. uh, I think they definitely took the biggest step forward from it. I, I, the NFL did a pretty good job on that as well, but the yeah the NFL had a different um take to it. They put um like names and like stand uh stand up or like mm-hmm. um like people's names that got like killed and all that on the back of their helmets. I pretty I like that aspect that they're trying to bring awareness to the game too. But like mm-hmm. it's not as big as NBA because NBA is a bigger organization and yeah it's like bigger field. It's almost worldwide, I would yeah. say. Um, especially like just like all the players would wear. Um, say their name t-shirts uh before games and that like as their warm-up jerseys and like 
it was just very consistent throughout the entire uh, NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so watching sports, you do you like watching the NBA or NFL more? I like watching NBA because it's more fast paced and I can actually like cheer for my team, yeah. which is the Lakers, by the way. The Lakers. Ooh, we might have to talk about that. You, are you a, are you a real Lakers? Are you a yeah, fan of Lakers? I've, I've been a Lakers fan since like I heard the name Kobe Bryant back then. Yeah. Like my dad uh, was a Lakers fan until like they started like falling off whenever Kobe like started getting older. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, Kobe has a huge impact on the game and his death. Last year, around a little bit more than a year ago. January or February 26th, I believe. Very, very um, sad day for the NBA community as a whole. Just that legend. He meant so much for the game, I would say. Mm -hmm. He he, um, basically, he was just a big character that everybody looked up to, like his grind, his physique, like um, his attitude towards the game. Mm -hmm. He just brought a lot of awareness to like, how much you need to put into your your game and your craft to make it to like where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Would you say that you reflect your game off of his mentality? I would say that and um, Dennis Rodman, like we mentioned oh, yeah. uh, back in the last segment about basketball, like me being like uh, down low, like uh, Rodman like was a big rebounder. He didn't score a lot, but mm-hmm. like he rebounded, like did every little little thing for his team. So like I like doing that. Yeah, uh, yeah, Dennis Rodman definitely. I think had a huge impact on that Bulls Bulls team in the '90s because he does. He, you're right. He does all the little things basically perfectly. Like, mm-hmm. sure, maybe he can't score, but he can rebound. He can play really tough defense. He can do yeah. everything that you want from a really good. Uh, I want to even say role player. Just like I don't know what you would call that type of player. Just like lock in player, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, you said you like the Lakers. Uh, how do you feel about LeBron and? I guess AD's back now, but um, I was deeply saddened whenever I seen LeBron hurt his ankle. I thought he was faking at first, but um, he keeps teasing like the whole entire organization and like all the fans talking about how he's gonna like come to a city near you. Like I'm just needing him to come back so we can uh, get dubs because I think we just got a dub, but we've been on a losing streak. Yeah, before that. Yeah, and Anthony Davis. I mean, he's coming back, but I don't think he's completely fully healthy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, LeBron being injured for me as a basketball fan, I, I've started watching basketball since uh, probably 2014 or 13 when I finally like understood like sports. Mm-hmm. Um, just like watching him, he, I was just like, this is insane. Like, how can someone be this good? And he's like never really been injured um, like for this long in his career. So when he got injured, I was kind of blown away. Yeah. Uh, LeBron's actually had a good health, like health career. Like, he's never been hurt this bad, but. He always bounces back from it, and he's always going to be that team leader on the sideline. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Lakers. So you liked Kobe, and then now you like LeBron. So. I, I've liked LeBron since 2003, and he was actually born – or not not born, but um, he he came into the league whenever I was born, the year that I was born, actually. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So you were born 2003. He came in in 2003. So, yeah, it makes sense. Um, so you say you like LeBron and Kobe, mm-hmm. uh, and then I guess like – we got Brennan in here, you know. Yeah. So out of those three, who are you, who's your favorite? I'm standing ten toes down on this, and I'm going to say LeBron James is the best in the entire world, and he is the goat because all the accolades he has. It doesn't even matter about final like finals. Uh, like he needs a team. Michael Jordan had a team. Kobe had a team, and like MJ had a solid 
team that he could rely on if he if he was hurt if he he wasn't scoring like he had Pimpin Rodman he had mm-hmm. Horace Grant and all those guys Kobe had dominant Shaq in his prime and then LeBron James he had Kyrie Chris Bosh Dwayne Wade and Ray Allen yeah and, and, now, Ka- and now Kevin AD, Love but and AD yeah but he he's always just trying to like bounce and like get other teams better but yet he's never had a team to like seal the deal in the finals so like yeah. The prime Warriors, whenever they beat the Cavs, like probably three times odd count, because they made it, uh, yeah, like it was times. just them two four times in a row. And LeBron only won one of those four times. So, like, he needs a team. Like, he can't just do it by himself. Yeah. Is LeBron your favorite then? Yes. Like, all time. Kobe's second, and then Michael Jordan is third. Like, those are your, like, so it goes LeBron's your favorite, then Kobe, mm-hmm. then MJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, personally, I don't know. It's a very hard decision. Definitely between LeBron and uh, MJ. I would say uh, here's here's my like perspective. When I think of goat, I think of person who's gonna get the job done no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so when I think of goat, I think of MJ. But mm-hmm. when I when you say who's the best basketball player ever, I'm gonna say LeBron because he can do he can do everything. He can play any position for you. He can do whatever you need him to do. MJ is kind of just like that that spark plug that can just that can just go. And so when I think of Greatest of all time, I think of MJ. When I think of the best basketball player, I think LeBron. I think um, LeBron does a great job at what he does for his size. He's 6'8", mm-hmm. 200 and something pounds. And MJ was like more like the slender fit LeBron. Like he was more skinny, more like lightweight. And he could probably like more than likely jump higher than LeBron. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'd say MJ has like the better abilities to – move around the court better but for lebron james to be that big and move move like that i think that st- uh, stands for itself yeah lebron james is also a very very smart player yeah um so that's like something that i always take account to when thinking about the best players lebron does have that iq that's just like pretty much unmatched around the mm-hmm. league um who do you think this year's mvp is going to be mm. um lebron james was in the runs until he sprang. got hurt yeah, yeah. Sprint until he sprained his ankle. So I'm going to say Joel Embiid mm-hmm. or Jokic. Um, yeah. They're both the top runners, but Joel is pretty solid. He has a solid mid-range game. He can pass, rebound, do all that. And mm-hmm. especially because the center game is evolving over the years. Like back then, like centers would stay in the paint, like don't come outside the paint. You're just there for rebounds and like dunks, honestly. Now it's like more evolved to like where they can shoot threes and the coaches aren't mad at them. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely agree. I, I would say for me, it's probably Jokic just because he is just his impact on his team is just insane. If you take Joel and, and beat out, yeah, they're gonna still like win games and stuff. But if you take Jokic out, they're like they're barely ahead water right now. And so Jokic uses that one push and he just does everything for his team. So does Joel and Bede, but like Jokic can pass and he can shoot threes with a very, very mm-hmm. good clip. Um, and if yo, I mean, if Joel Embiid didn't get injured like that for those two, four weeks, then I would probably have him up first. But right now, for me, it's definitely Jokic. Um, so also like NFL, uh, who's your favorite team in the NFL? Why do you like them? KC Chiefs. Yeah. KC, KC the town. I've actually been there since Jamal Charles before he switched up. But oh, wow. anyways, that's a different topic. Um, but Patrick Mahomes, I admire my quarterback game after him. Um, He's a pretty solid quarterback since he came into the league. Um, his movements, his, his thought process, like the way he carries his team and his physique is just like 
pretty uh, solid as like a quarterback standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely like Patrick Mahomes um, and just like what the KC Chiefs got going on over there. Um, how, so you said like you model your game model your game after him. How and what aspects would you say? Um, my arm. Um, I like throwing deep, but like I he. He does a very good job at like throwing short routes and like that's what I've been like watching clips over him about like just mm-hmm. throwing throwing short routes. And what I've learned is like he keeps his shoulders leveled and me, I keep him unleveled. Like that's what I gotta work on. But Patrick Mahomes, like his IQ of the game and just like knowing where to go during a certain time is just great. Yeah. I would definitely say um they kind of just had an unlucky running with the GOAT of football this past uh, Super Bowl. So. I don't even want to talk about <laughs> it. Our line was gone. Yeah, gone. there's so many so many videos about that. Just O-line just was, like, open. Just, like, a, I don't even know. And the fact that Patrick Mahomes could throw the football while he was horizontal slash parallel to the ground was Yeah, that's unmatched. insane. Yeah, that is pretty insane. Um, any other, like, hot takes or um, – I guess predictions that you have about the sports world. Um, if the Lakers don't go to the finals, I am taking the Nets. The Nets. See, I'm a salty. I'm a salty uh, sardine. I guess for the Nets because I'm a Rockets fan and I've been a Rockets fan for a long time. So when we lost James Harden and you just suddenly was like, oh, I'm gonna play well now because I'm yeah. on a different team. That really I made think me mad. the league is rigged whenever it comes to that standpoint because yeah. like you got players wanting to trade. So like in order for them to get that trade, they're gonna play terrible. Mm-hmm. For instance, Anthony Davis, whenever he was on the Pelicans, he sat out multiple games yep. because he didn't want to play. James Harden, he it was Quiet weird. Be, it was weird because like he he was looking like not not saying like this in a rude thing, but like he was kind of like big on the Rockets. Oh yeah. And then whenever he goes to the Nets, like it's like he's slim fit all of a sudden. And uh, another one is Blake Griffin. Whenever he was on the Pistons, Pistons, yeah. He didn't want to play. He he didn't get a single dunk. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, whenever he gets to the Nets, he dunks he, like he dunks. three times. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Low management and just like that whole aspect of oh, since I, you're paying me, I'm gonna sit out. I just don't like that like one bit um because like it kind of takes away from the tradition of the game because back then like the players like larry bird magic were scared for their contract and like were super loyal to the teams same like mm-hmm. kobe bryant scotty pimp yeah dirk Nowinski, and just the tradition of the game of i'm sticking with this team until we get a championship is kind of lost which is why i really like players like russell westbrook and damian lillard especially damian lillard He's very, Dude very has loyal. been very loyal to the Blazers over yeah. the past few years. But like you're saying about like money and all that, um, Scottie Pimpin had one of the lowest contracts in NBA history mm-hmm. for the most seasons to be played through. I think it was like probably five million for seven years. Yeah, that's like super low. Yeah. If if you don't watch the NBA, that's like uh McDonald's worker hello. <laughs> like that's super That's the equivalent for the NBA status. Yeah, basically. Um, so I don't know. I hope that you can, as you move on with your career, bring that tradition back because that's something I really want to see is, um, just being loyal to your team, no matter how Mm -hmm. good or bad they are, just being like, I'm sticking with you guys. You guys are my brothers. Um, which is why I think high school athletics are so much because you can't like, you don't have a contract. It's just, you're playing with your boys, you know? Um, I just want that back. Um, especially just for the professional world, I guess. And like I said earlier in the podcast, um, it starts with the off season. Um, 
just building that brotherhood early on so like you can bring it into end season Mm -hmm. well thank you so much for coming on eric um uh and wish you well for the rest of your day and week is there anything you would like to say before you leave um just thank you for bringing me on it was a pleasure Uh uh-huh anything to uh to people as words of wisdom or advice um just uh keep pushing and like uh mr rodeman upstairs says get to it um (laughs) get get to everything in life don't don't stop striving for your goals and dreams well thank you so much and i wish you well If you want to see more about upcoming episodes, you can check out our PNG Media's Instagram or our PNG website. To listen to QB Kickoff, you can go to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Network, and other apps. If you'd like to be a guest or have any questions, suggestions, or comments, you can email me at 23ELM02 at stu.cpsk12.org. I just want to give a huge shout out to all the athletes who have been on this podcast. You guys have been great, and I've loved having conversations with you guys. And to all my listeners, thank you so much for um, listening to these episodes and helping this um, podcast grow. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.